Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast from www.englishwithkirsty.com. Here I'll be sharing with you tips, information and other learning resources so that you can improve your business English. And welcome to episode 156 of the English with Kirsty podcast. And today I would like to talk about something which I've talked about a couple of times recently um, because of my own situation. But um, I'm aware that a lot of people listen to this podcast because they are using English at work, that kind of thing. But I know that I also have some people here who are studying, whether that's at a university or on an English course or... Um, some people like to study on their own, so they get a book, um, a course book, and work through that on their own. So I wanted to talk about something I've been talking about on one of my other blogs, um, and that is about how to get organized when you're studying. Because I know that sounds a bit boring, but um, it is important to have some strategies, because sometimes whether or not you pass an exam isn't just about how much you understood. It's about how well you were organized in the time before your exam, Um and, and it works also if you're if you're doing some kind of project in English. It's not just about the end result. It's about how you get your act together and how you organize yourself before. And this really um, this is really important, particularly if you're doing something like I'm doing at the moment. Um, it's not a, a language course. Um, it's an IT course, but it's something where you you get deadlines for things you have to do. But the rest of the time, the rest of the schedule is really pretty much up to you. Um, and so you need lots of self-discipline and organizational skills. All these things are useful. Well, they're essential if you're going to succeed and to get everything done on time. But I also thought, you know, these things are generally good advice for anyone who's studying another language. So whether that is because you're at university studying English, whether it's you, you're doing a course on your own, a correspondence course, a course with a teacher, all of these things, um, these 10 things can, can help you. And so I wanted to share them on the podcast as well. So again, these aren't specific to language, but they're all sound tips for anyone who's wanting to, to study something, whether that's on their own or in a group. Okay, so there are 10 things, so I'm going to number them, but basically, you know, we, we just came from 1 to 10 here. So the first thing is if you have got an exam or something to do or if you're doing some kind of project or even if you're doing a presentation at work, don't leave everything to the last minute. Um, some people say that they work really well under pressure and I'm not going to say that they don't because I'm not the people who say that and I I can get stuff done under pressure but I wouldn't say I thrive under it. It's it's just I know I have limited time and I have to, to get the thing done and if it's a reasonable time scale I will but I work a lot better when I know how much time I have and then can make a plan and it's not that I I mean I do like planning but I like planning because it gets stuff done efficiently not because I really like planning. So for anything you're doing if sometimes you just have to react to a problem and get stuff done um, but sometimes if you do have more notice then being organized and having a plan is the best way whether you're studying for an exam or whether you have to produce something yourself and and as i said that can apply at work too so if if you have time then make a good plan because trying to think oh i'll do everything i'll stay up all night I'll work through the weekend, that's fine until you get the flu or something and then you can't work through the weekend or all night or 
you know, you never know what's going to happen. So if you leave everything to the last minute and something goes wrong and you, I don't know, throw a cup of coffee over your laptop or something, then you've got a problem, haven't you? Because there's no time to fix it. So if you build in a bit of time to fix problems, then you um, you have more time if, if something does go wrong that you hadn't anticipated. So the next thing, um, if, if there is some kind of timetable for you in, in the course book, if there is an idea of how long things should take, then, then try to follow that, even if nobody will know if you don't. So um, on the last module that I did on my IT course, there is there was like a planner thing that you can use. It's an electronic one. So once you've done um, part of the course, then you can tick the box and your percentage completion bar goes up and it makes people happy. Um, but nobody would know if I didn't do that. So it's not just about, you know, will you be marked down for not attending lectures? Will, will there be a problem? That kind of thing. Sometimes it's just, it doesn't matter. Nobody knows what I'm doing, but it's still good to, to, to use the planner because it breaks the work down. And I think sometimes if we have to do something, even at work, if we just see a massive task, we can think, oh, how am I going to do this? Um, I don't know. I don't know where to begin. But once you start breaking the task down into smaller tasks and smaller sections, then this big this big difficult task can seem a lot more manageable because you thought okay well I'm doing this first and I want to do this this week and then next week I'll do something else but um, breaking large tasks down into smaller tasks really helps you to to get them done and to see how they fit together you know you have to do this bit before you do this bit and I know I know some people struggle with that more than others to see the the bigger picture and how all the bits fit together um, but if you try to to think about it or to write it down I I love writing stuff down. It, it helps me to conceptualize things that I can't just do in my head. So um, if you haven't tried that, give it a go. It might work for you. The next tip is about, um, yeah, it's about thinking of if you're doing a course or if you're if you're even doing a, a project, it's a bit like a, a journey. Some bits will be easy, some bits will be hard. Um, certainly on the last part of my course, I found one part of it exceptionally difficult, annoying, whatever. <laughs> it wasn't my favorite thing. Um, and another part was really easy because mainly because it's something that I, I do anyway as part of my job and it, it was new, wasn't new to me, so I knew how to do it. Um, but that's the same with anything. Like if you're going on a, a long bike ride somewhere, you know, there will be hills. The downward bits are, are nicer. The upward bits are hard. Um, it's not just a we, a flat country where where everything is on the same level often if you're like in the UK or something like that you know some other countries are but you know it's, it's a journey so if you're doing even if you're working through a course book or something there'll be some things that are really easy to easy for you there'll be other things that that may be more difficult for you to get your head around whether that's because of the type of exercise or the way it's explained or the way that you have to show that you've understood the material so don't think that everything is going to be, even if it's everything the same level, if you're doing, say, a, a B2 course or a B1 course, within that B1, there will be things that you find hard and things that you find easy. So the frameworks are just there to give you an idea of the, the language level. But within that, within a whole class, you can take 20 people and some people will find some things easy, other people will find other things easy. That's human nature. And the biggest thing we can do is not to let our feelings about a particular task govern how we feel about the whole thing. So there was, I was so happy at Christmas time when I finished a particular part of the course that I was doing because I didn't 
enjoy it much. I knew that the, the information would be useful later on, but that particular set of activities was not my favourite and I was so happy when I finished them because that really wasn't my thing. But there were times then when your motivation can, can well, you can lose your motivation a bit because, yeah, you're motivated to do the course, you want to succeed, but sometimes you just think, oh, is this ever going to end? Um, and so it's important to try and like see the the big picture. So if you're if you're doing a course or if you're trying to get something done for work, you may find one thing harder, but you know it's there is an end in sight, and also there will be other things that you find really easy that other people find difficult. And it could be that you're on completely the wrong course, but sometimes I think we can feel more negatively about ourselves when um, we are finding something difficult and then we think, oh yeah, this is great, this is fine, I can do this when, when things are going well. Obviously, if you feel like that all the time, that may be a discussion to have, but from day to day, then yeah, there will be good days and bad days. Um, so the next tip I gave was about breaking down a weekly plan so that the planner that we have is, is quite vague. It's kind of for the week. Within this week, you should ABC. So that's good because they're, they're not being really prescriptive about when people should be studying um, in a more um, traditional type of university. You know, you've got your lectures to attend and you know where you have to be on certain days. If you don't have that, either because you're doing um, an online course or you're not doing a course as such, or you're um, trying to, to learn and improve your language in other ways, then you won't have that kind of, by the end of this week, you should have. Um, but if you've got, for example, I don't know, a chapter of a book, um, and that's got various parts to it, try and break down the parts rather than say, okay, I want to do this chapter this week, and I haven't had time, so I'll do it all on Sunday afternoon until I get a headache and then hate the book and then, then don't want to see it again for another week. That That isn't a productive way to learn. If you've got, a, um, for example, a chapter's worth of content to learn, think about, okay, how long do I want to give myself for this? One week, two weeks? When's the best time for studying for me? Do I work best in the evenings? Do I want to get up earlier and do it? Do I want to take it to the park in my lunch break? You know, so once you've got these bigger chunks of learning to do, then try and work out how you're going to break that down and and track it if it helps. You know, like have a I've got a thing where I kind of cross off every every day of the week when I've when I've done what I need to do. And that that helps me to stay on top of it. But whatever it is for you, find some way to track the smaller parts and then the smaller parts go together to make the bigger parts. And then then you get stuff done. But it's just working out how how far you need to break it down to make a really workable plan. And the next thing is find somewhere that's good for you to work. It, it depends for everyone, it's different. Whether you're learning for fun or learning for qualification, if you're learning something, then it's good to have a place that is good for learning. And it's different for different people. Some people, yeah, if you've got your own room or like a quiet space, um, it, sometimes it just puts you in the, the mood for learning. I tend to do all my learning at my desk where I also do my work because, well, I've got everything I need here. Um, it's also where I record the podcast. If I try to learn somewhere else, it it may not feel like learning for me. And sometimes that's just enough to, to get you in the learning zone, to be in a place where it's quiet, for example, or where you don't have certain other distractions or just a place that is, is your space and a good space for learning where you've got all your stuff that you'll need so you don't have to look around for it but it's just a place you know okay I'm here 
I'm going to focus on learning for a while and then I can go and do something else. The next tip is not relevant for people who are working on their own, completely on their own. But if you are in a group, then this learning that you're doing is for you. And it, OK, you may say it's also for your family. If you get a better job, then you can provide more for your family. I don't mean that kind of thing. Um, but I do mean it doesn't matter what other people in the class are doing, other people in the group. You can be inspired by them. They can become your friends if you want them to. They can help you. You can help them. That's all great. But they're on their journey and you're on yours. Um, and I've seen some less than cool behavior in a couple of times on my course so far with people trying to, you know, most of the time people are like really helpful and really nice to one another. It's it's a very good group. Um, but a couple of times I've seen people kind of trying to show off about how far ahead they've got or how easy they found something. And I think that probably comes from their own sense of insecurity or self-importance. But the effect it has on others is, is not a good thing. You know, people can feel inadequate because they didn't find the thing really easy or they're not three weeks ahead of everyone else. And, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. You'll never see them again <laughs> unless you choose to. They're just a group of people who are doing the same thing as you. So, yeah, if somebody wants to brag about their test scores or, or what, how well they did or how easy stuff is, then fine for them. But everybody needs to focus on their own learning journey and not to feel that they're not as good as someone else or that they need to work harder to be as good as someone else because it's not about what that other person is doing it's about what you're doing and how much you're learning um the next thing is about asking for help so don't don't leave it too late to ask for help so if you are on a course and you can ask a teacher for help then do that at the point where you don't understand something. Don't leave it for a couple of weeks because often things build on each other. So something you learned last week will be relevant for this week and next week. So if you didn't understand what you were doing at the beginning of the month, then the chances are that will also impact your ability to understand what you're doing in the following weeks. And then you'll understand less and less. Um, as a child, I can think back, I sometimes did this with maths. I thought, oh, I'll figure it out. And then, and then the next lesson, it was based on what we did the lesson before. And so, I didn't figure it out. And now I understand even less. Um, I probably should have asked for more help than I did. Um, and, but I think that's, a, that's sometimes a, um, a pattern of thinking that we can fall into. We don't understand something and we think, oh, hopefully we'll be doing something different next week. And maybe you will. Maybe you'll never see this thing again until the exam or until a couple of months later. But if you didn't understand it, it's not going to go away. And if it's relevant for your course and important, then it'll probably raise its head again. <laughs> and then you'll have the same problem because you, you didn't understand the first time. So don't wait until just before the exam. Like, I don't know how to do this big section of what we were doing. Ask at the time when it comes up and then you'll be able to, yeah, maybe you will have to spend a bit more time on that particular thing if, if you're finding it harder to understand it. But then you can move on and know that, you know, it's, it's not this big and scary thing anymore because it's it's done. It's been dealt with. The more you leave something like that, the bigger it can get and the more stressful it can feel because it's unresolved and you know it's unresolved and you, you never know when you're going to have to deal with it again. Is it today? Is it tomorrow? If you can just confront the problem and solve the problem then then it does become easier 
and, and ask for help. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. Everybody needs help. So if you're on a course, then asking your course. Um, you can ask the internet for help. There are some rubbish advice online, but there's also some really good advice. So sometimes you have to um, have a look and, and see what's good advice and what's just people talking without adding value. Um, but yeah, have a look, maybe ask in a forum about that topic. There are loads of people online who can help or maybe even in your group of friends. Maybe somebody knows the answer. Um, know when to take breaks. That's important. You can't just keep working. You're not a machine. If you're studying, if you're working on something, yeah, it will be harder if you've left it to the last minute. But also remember that people need breaks. They need sleep. They need food. And they need time to relax. Um, yeah, expect to have good and bad days. We've kind of covered this in terms of hard and easy content, but also, you know, the way you feel will also affect how much you can absorb. So I'm not talking about whether you find something easy or not. I'm talking about if you've been kept awake all night because you had a cough or if you are not feeling very well or if something happened at work or in your family that's made you sad or angry or you just haven't got any energy or something like that. You know, we all have great days when the sun's shining and we feel that we can do anything we put our minds to. And then there's other days you just feel, Ugh, mm. when's it bedtime? Um, so if, if you're feeling every day is like that, I mean, you can't use that as a reason not to do any studying. But if you know that just today isn't your day, then sometimes the best thing you can do is put the books away and do a bit more the day after or the day after. Obviously, if that keeps happening, then you're going to get further behind. But sometimes I think we just, there is a point. Um, it, it wasn't study related, it was work related, but I was doing something the other day and I had a headache. <laughs> it gave me a headache because I was finding it difficult. Um, and I just kept going like a stubborn mule thinking, right, I will get this finished. I will get this finished. Um, and the smart thing to do would have been to, you know, just to say, okay, I'm done with this today. I've been spending, I've spent long enough time on it. I'm going to go away, do something else, go for a walk, try and get rid of my headache um, and then come back to it. I did come back to it and it, yeah, trying, trying things a different way, solve my problem. But I think that sometimes we push ourselves too hard when really we've had enough that day. Um, and it's knowing yourself, knowing your body and just knowing when you need to take a break and know that maybe it was a 60% a kind of day. Tomorrow can be a 100% kind of day and, and you will catch up. But sometimes if you already have a headache, then continuing to try and get something finished and, and learn, unless you have a deadline, which means you absolutely have to, um, plowing through sometimes isn't the best option. And the last thing is celebrate the small wins because, you know, we can be so busy working from one big goal to the next. I have to do this. I have to do this. And then we never take any time to think, yeah, I finished that. Or, yeah, I'm really pleased with the way that this turned out. And sometimes that is really good for your motivation. Just I, I don't mean that you should stop looking forward, but just to take time and think, OK, I couldn't do this this time last week and now I can. Um, those things are good for us. They They make us feel good. And. Yeah, we, we are quick to say, oh, I dropped these points on the test or, oh, I didn't do that or, oh, I should have done that. But, you know, sometimes it's important just to say, OK, yeah, I, this is good. I'm pleased with how this turned out. 
and if you can celebrate the small things then it, it does give you motivation to carry on and do whatever the next part is in in the course or in the project or in whatever you're trying to learn so i know this will be more relevant to some people than others if you're not actually studying for something i guess the, the, the things here will be less useful to you but i think some of them can be taken on board for anything that you're anything more long term that you're trying to do or trying to learn um, so I hope the hip, hope the tips help somebody and I will be back next week uh, with something, I think something more language related next time. Okay, so have a good week and have fun learning English. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the English with Kirsty podcast. If you have any questions or comments, my email address is kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com go to www.englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast where you'll find information about the individual episodes.